from Barita Pod Podcasts. Welcome to Dead Cinema Society, a roundtable film analysis concerned with the revitalization of cinema out from entertainment. My name is Chris. Guys, this conversation was a lot of fun. It always is fun when we disagree, and this one was one versus three. The heat was brought, and we got some different perspectives on whether or not this film is worth your watch. Um, this conversation is definitely worth your listen, though. This is The Red Violin from director Francois Girard, and I hope you enjoy this conversation on this interesting and unique film about a violin through time. So, Aaron, you started, Paul, you started, Chris, why don't you start us off? This movie I had a ton of problems with. <laughs> Here we uh, go. It was, it, the pacing was strange, the, the shots didn't make sense all the time, and like, I, I've, I've talked about this during uh, 1900, which we'll be playing after this chronologically, but it, I, you, you show me a person playing a violin, you, you do two shots. You do the front shot of the violin, the bow going across the strings, then maybe you do like a reverse shot of them playing to an audience. They did that about 30 times. <laughs> And I was just like, give me a new shot. Put me on the violin. Like, let's do something. Let's make this interesting. I like the, and I can't remember what it's called. I mean, I don't think we figured it out. But, like, the idea of following an item through its history of, like, how it became and who, whose hands touched it. I like that plot point. But I was so bored this entire movie of just, like, I don't, I don't care. Mm. I didn't care. Like, the only person I even cared closely about was the, I believe the character's name was... Chao Yen or Chao Yun mm. um, in the Chinese, like the commun- rise of the Communist Party in China during the 1950s. The cultural war. The cultural shift. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give this movie a 7.2. 7.2 really from Chris. Me. Okay. Fair enough. Who you pass it to? I'm going to pass it to you, Yoshi. Okay. Uh, I'll keep it really brief. Also, didn't impress me. Uh, really struggled with this film. Um, yeah, I love the concept. I think it's an absolutely amazing concept. And that concept gives you an opportunity to do a lot of special things. It's also probably a bit overwhelming to try to fit all of the historical segments into into that type of a concept. Um, by the time it got to the Samuel L. Jackson stuff, it just felt like we were in a different movie. Yeah. I like the um, attempt, and I'll never bash the attempt. And I think it's a great attempt. Um, but ultimately, I just echo what Chris said. It was just a very frustrating movie. Um, one of the quotes from it is infuriating but magnificent, and this film was just infuriating. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, like, there's parts about it that I really wish, like, the kid, for example, I wish it stayed with the kid. Yeah. Based, like, yeah, that's, I was, I was in. Yeah. I was in until he died. Yeah. He died and then slowly just kind of started to go out for me. Um, and yeah, it was just too much. It was just too much. And, uh, and, uh, with that said, I give the red violin a six point five. Oh shit! Wow. 6.5? 6.5. Wow. <laughs> With that wow, I pass it to Mr. Man. Oh my god, you guys are so off the mark. All right, here we go. I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. Um, I thought this was moving. I thought it was inspiring. Um, this is Canadian film, and shout out to our Canadians. <laughs> Yeah. all about it let's go Canada yeah. let's go Canada um, I thought this was an incredible piece I mean this was shot in five different countries um, I love the story I 
did not expect any of it. I didn't know anything about this movie. So like I even like at the end, it was like everything was churning like, oh, my God, the violin is blood. Like mm. I just didn't I didn't see that coming. So yeah. I didn't know anything about this film. I don't know if you guys did. I didn't either. It. Um, yeah. So with all that said, I am going to give this film. A nine point one. Wow! Wow! A wow. masterpiece wow. in my eyes. Wow! <laughs> oh, boy. To me, this 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 captured. <laughs> oh my god! This captured. Tyler so Tyler left too early. He wanted to see some blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this is. Uh, it looks like I might be turned into a violin. After <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that is the height of man. <laughs> Oh. No, they're okay. just gonna pound me down. I mean, Nine point one. You're gonna throw it up there. You gotta defend it. Yeah, like, no, it's I'm, great. I'm taking no, notes because I, I realize that <laughs> he's, I'm he's in a different. Frantically track. like. Now I see why you needed the notebook and the the iPad. Yeah, we're, we're, no, we're this gonna is triangulate the, the no. position of this movie. <laughs> Okay, Paul. Well, Paul brought this film oh, to the show. I did, and um, I, my note, I couldn't believe it. And I talked to my mother that morning. I don't know when you made the request for a music movie, and I went, and my mom, remember that red violin? Such a feel-good movie. I was like, yeah, Mom. Yeah, the it's, red violin. It's oh, really yeah. not, though. And I'm going, yeah, Mom, that'll be great. Now I remember texting Yoshi, the red violin. Woohoo! I totally misremembered this movie. Oof. I t- I'm so oh, no. felt so bad because I said, "Yeah, you should feel." And bad. for the benefit yeah, of, of viewers bad. and listeners, <laughs> no Paul, more parental suggestions on the show. By the way, Paul, please. don't do this to Jesus. me. Don't leave me. Don't leave me. No, Aaron, I, no, Paul, please Listen, leave you're him. You're going to be on set. You Dude, are going to be on set. Yeah, and you are going to have to. You're it, ultimately you are the director, and it's your call, and we just follow it. But. Uh, yeah, I did. I misremembered this movie, and I, I will just uh, end with this. I thought there was a connection between Sam Jackson and let's call it the estate of Bus. I forget the violin maker. Buscati. Buscati. I thought I there no was a connection. Right. <laughs> well, it's, I'm just going to say Buscati. Buscati. And I thought there was a connection there, and I went, oh, there wasn't a connection. And when he said, no I got something for my daughter at the end, I was like, man. oh, no. I want to get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. Um, but I give it, uh, it It creeps up to being good, but I, I'm going to stay in the high fare and give it a 6.9. Woo! Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. 6.9. Aaron's alone on the island on this one. Yeah. I get it because I remember when I saw it, Aaron, yeah. I was blown away. For some reason, it doesn't hold up on a second viewing. Um, Can I, I re- say I thought this film was so good, I started it over immediately. Whoa! Yeah. What? Like, that's how much it affected me. I was like, right, no, I, I, I need to see that one shot one more time. Which one shot? The beginning of the film, the whole, the how oh, the, the film the intro, yeah, yeah. underneath the violins, we go into focus. I mean, I don't want to steal your thunder. We'll get into it. No, no I mean, it, yeah. let's find out what the final ranking the is. The final score is a 7.4. 7.4. Right. So somehow Spinal Tap wins the music show? Gross. Yeah, Spinal yeah. Tap won with 7.9. Right? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't feel good about it. I we guess, didn't do a very I good music show. <laughs> Yeah, some musicians will be very happy. Some will be happy. Okay. So, uh, Aaron, let's start with you, man. I mean, Woo, nine point okay. one. Yeah. Let me just. Let me just. Well, yeah. Can I ask you something before? Yeah. Please do. What was Sam Jackson's motivation? Oh, 
his motivation was this was the the single piece of history that he had spent his whole life hearing about. Like, and what did was, he want to do with it? He well, at first, it, I think it was more of like a, this was like a goal for him. This was like a mystical object that meant so much to his history. Like his his whole study was in restoration of instruments and this is like the end all be all a mystical one piece that had never been found or recovered or even talked about he was like the he was like nicholas cage in national treasures like looking for the national treasure but he, but, yeah. but but it's technical difficulties but we're back anyway aaron yes so we we have been nicholas cage so nicholas cage the yes. reason that he goes and tries to steal the declaration of independence yes it's because he's looking for the treasure Yes. Samuel L. Jackson's motivation for this movie, he gives it to his daughter, who we never meet. We never have like, oh, she's the next, you know, Mozart or whatever. And we've been told the entire time through this movie that whoever possesses the red violin ends up in misery. And as a scholar and as a person who supposedly knows this violin, why does he want to throw that to his daughter? Yeah. So, like, it, it, the, the, the character in the movie that we're watching doesn't know the consequences of which he is supposed to be the expert. Like he doesn't yeah. ma it makes no fucking sense. Well, also we're rooting for him for some yeah. reason. And we're rooting for the thief, like you were saying, Paul. Yeah. And where when all these other buyers want to play it. And have a connection to it. And like have a the, connection. Have a real that's the thing. That's yeah. why I started this with the misremembrance. I was like, yeah. oh shoot, he wasn't connected to Biscotti. We're gonna um, and I was like, oh yeah, so the I know maybe get skewered, you know. And, so um, if this is a vicious cycle, you know, yes, let's end the cycle. Is that the goal of the movie? Let's end the cycle. Yes, but, would, because but, yeah. I think that's what the seer says when she it's death. The mother gasps. No, no, it's upside down. So you're expecting like, okay, this circle will now complete. This poison, this this two and a half million dollar whatever it's sold for. Is now going to be taken, and it should be just like dig the dig the coffin now and put it, uh, you know, six feet under. Put in the nine inch nails and make sure this thing never sees the light of day. Because to Chris's point, that's all. It, it's just misery follows this thing, and it, we've chronicled it through centuries. And I go, oh, and it's not. It's going to go. <laughs> it's going to go to his daughter, and I'm like, ah. So it was a hollow moment. Aaron, your rebuttal. Okay, my rebuttal to <laughs> this right. is, Mr. Speaker, I do not think he knew he was going to keep this violin until it, until he found it. It was like it, it, the. I think he got possessed by the violin. Mm -hmm. So once yeah, he got good. possessed by, it might have even happened. I don't know if it happened when it played for him. I think so. Yeah, keep keep yeah. say yeah. right there. Stay right there. He, it possessed him. He went into a trance, and it was like, I, I can't, I can't let this go. Yeah, like I can't. I mean, this is like my. I, I mean, you could relate it to any career where you're thinking of the one thing, like the biggest end goal, like the one thing that is almost like priceless that you could have, and that was this violin. And they should have leaned into that. They should have yeah. made him a monster. Yeah, yeah. turn him into the fucking monster then, because we don't know. Yeah. He seems like the good guy. It, it touched on it, right? Like it kind of like skipped it here and there. I do like the non-linear storytelling where we bring in the different cultures that That's received. That's great. Yeah. It's the really violin. cool. That yeah. was fun. It was like we came back. Okay, now we're seeing the new 
the same sequence from now a different perspective. And I love that type of film. I love that type of cinema. Seeing the the growth from classical to sort of like folk. See, this is why I want to Scovira this. This to me is like Red Violin and Legend of 1900. There's an... Uh, there's an amalgamation there. Like just what you talked about moving, like the gypsy sequence was wonderful. It's great. And it, it felt like, see what this movie, this is a movie where if you went in blind, you think there's got to be a historical footnote to this. Like, what did I miss? And Don McKellar, who plays the, what the sound engineer who tests it, he's of some renown in Canada. And I guess he built it on a, a story of a Stradivarius that might be missing or whatever. So, so he took this sort of seedling of an idea and created this screenplay along with the, maybe the, yeah, the director as well. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. Yoshi, like that was such a tender moment. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And I was like, Oh yes, it's this cross cultural thing. And the impact I was like, Oh, this is, well, this is why I was teasing Chris. I was like, yeah, that's where, I wanted to get maybe Legend of 1900 would have like a history of the piano and its growth and how it was targeted yeah, really that's to what women I was hoping and for. the wealthy, you know, where, where that, you know, and where our character, where Tim Roth's characters, all, you know, 1900 is living in the bowels of the ship and he's not up with the upper class and the gentry, you know, it's like, but that's, those are the only people that knew even in, you know, that was 17th and 18th century, but those are the only people that played the piano. Or, yeah. 18th, I gotta get my centuries right. You know, but, uh, but yeah, but to, to, to would have, we would have been able to spot this concept is great. I think the theme of this show is great concepts, not executed perfectly yeah. Yeah. because this concept is amazing. And to be able to get a history lesson yes. through an instrument, that's 100%. what I was looking I for. I totally agree because we are habituated now. This is the thing that turns into, like, you don't put it on the Nat Geo channel. This is something that's on Netflix. It has ex uh, exactly what you said and exactly what Aaron said. It's like, lean into Sam Jackson. Like, that yeah. moment where he was like, oh, he makes a choice. I'm like, and then it's like, maybe I saw that the first time, but I certainly missed it the second time because I guess I checked out. So bully to you, Aaron, for picking up on it. Bully. But that's something that, you know, you lean into and you build a story around it. Like now, now there's the intrigue. So when, I don't know if it was you or Chris said it at the end, like it becomes this different genre movie at the end. We now have sort of a, a suspense thriller. Yeah. Is he going to get to the cabin time? You know, uh, you know, the coat man is, you know, uh, yelling out to him like, oh, is he going to make it? Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously this predates planes flying into building the security yeah. protocol would have been much higher let's despite the fact that we know you and you've got some sort of hand and glove arrangement with our auction house well let's just make sure we know what we're doing here but yeah it was a little too convenient at the end that's it would have worked better as a mini series where we got to spend time with yeah. these yes, characters 100% to learn about them mm -hmm. and then we get to understand that their their hubris is ultimately their downfall yeah. 100% of the time Mm. I would have liked the movie at that, or would have liked the the concept at that point. But like for me, it was just like, why do I care about Frederick Pope? Why do I care about Gaspar Weiss? Like, yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. But I'm going to spend a limited amount of time with these people, and then like the only time it even got close was the the Chinese thing. And I said this before, but like I resonated with that as like, oh shit, they probably wouldn't be allowed to have that because of the embargo on like Western ideals, and they would have to destroy it. Is it going to survive this? Also, the violin got shot at one point. And, 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 like, 
sorry, that really fucking bothered me. I was like, did he just get shot? Well, like, exactly, because then the audio engineer puts it through this extraordinary stress test. And it's like, it's perfect. <laughs> First, he sets the table by saying, it's gone, you know, maybe it's not, I can't remember if it was him. I think it was him, and he's going through his slide presentation. This is what I've done, and I've done this, I've done this, and somebody else did this over the course. But all of a sudden, he feels comfortable enough putting it through a very modern stress test. And I'm like, but this this poor violin, it took a bullet. You know, I've watched enough, you know, gangster movies and you know, World War something movies. I'm like, it's pretty tough, you know, uh, to come Stop! back. Stop! <laughs> Don't let it vibrate anymore. <laughs> it's been shot, dude. I but... can feel the girl inside the violin. Oh yeah. Oh, stop! So... Don't let it break. <laughs> you yeah. give me my letters when they come in the mail. Sam Jackson, yeah, so, man, a little over the top. So <laughs> but you can see, but this is it. You've but just won Academy Zoo Award. Even, Zoo was even saying when we were watching it, she's like, I've never seen him have to be like dramatically impacted before. Yeah. Yeah. And in the beginning, he was trying to be Hit a, a regular actor. Hit that note. He was trying to be a regular That's actor. It. And then he just became Sam, Sam Jackson. Jackson. He's like, don't fucking do that shit to the violin. <laughs> I could not believe it. I was like, I don't like it. You anymore? I said the whole point of you. You did that four years ago in Pulp Fiction. You're now. This is your art house thing, and I cannot remember the movie where he played the drug addict and Spike Lee. It's not do the right thing. It's the one right after that. He was brilliant in it, but I think he was still in the throes of his cocaine abuse. God bless you. You're. I know you're clean and sober now, Mr. Jackson. Uh, but uh, oh, okay. But uh, this is new news to me. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know you had a problem. He's, he's ex- yeah, well, he, extraordinary. He got he got started late in life right. after his his uh, yeah. drug addiction. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's like a rebirth. compelling in that movie. Which Are we I'll, I'll find. Him or is this like common? Oh, it's common. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we're asked to essentially believe that uh, everything's happening because of a tarot reading on a violin. The tarot reading was on the violin, correct? Not the girl. Not well, the girl. it was. It was the girl's soul. To the violin. Yes. yes. Oh, it was on the girl, but she's in the violin. Right. Well, she was taking her. She knew the soul. The soul's journey was going through the violin. So it was like it looked like you were doing the reading for her, but it was really she was doing the reading for the violin. Mm. And the violin carries her soul because it's like they did like a voodoo. I'm well, it's magic, tarot, isn't it? Yeah. See, there's another well, like that's the, the, there's a voodoo ceremony to make. The, I mean, he does it on a full moon evening. Mm-hmm. He like does all the, I mean, he like mixes it a certain way. I mean, it's like a voodoo ceremony that he is putting the soul into the violin. He, yeah, you, well, you're talking about the tarot reading and you're talking about what, We're talking about two separate but things. They, yeah. But they were, but they were together. So the, the reason that the tarot was seen because she already knew the future, the, the medium, the, whatever you want to call the reader, uh, knew that that was going to happen. And then it's, I don't remember, did they explain why she died, or is it just childbirth? Just childbirth. Childbirth. Okay. But the first card she pulls in the tarot deck is La Luna, the moon. The moon. And she dies on a full moon. And, like, he, he has that whole line where he's like, you know, I, uh, aren't you, or she says to him, aren't you jealous of the moon? And he's like, oh, no, I don't have to worry, you'll always come back. And it's just very interesting because she, she dies on that full moon. But also, if you look at her dialogue leading up to the moment of her birth, she kept saying all these things like, you know, it's not going to go well. Da, da, da. He's like, oh, it's fine. We got the priest there. We got the astrologer. We're bringing in the baby. It's going to be fine. But he was so obsessed with his work, he never even got to the birth. And in fact, Mr. Death and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What other cards were there? There was justice. There was death. There was death. There was uh, the devil, El Diablo. Yeah, Diablo. That was death, right? No. Oh, there, there was, was there death was... and the devil. 
Rebirth was a card that was pulled? Death reversed. Yeah, because the Diablo was the Frederick Pope, the Jason Fleming character. Which is where the movie fell apart for me. 100%. Soon as that story started, as soon like, as the non-musician came in, I know <laughs> Yoshi hated it. Well, it's not a coincidence, you know that that and he wasn't a, a musician. July Fourth show, nineteen ninety-eight, fish and that's <laughs> back. That's like back. Don't forget to throw in stack. Yeah. Are we talking about Jason Fleming, <laughs> yes. the, yeah. the sex god? I thought you would have loved that character. No, I liked him. I liked the character, yeah. but for the movie as a whole. It just like it, it, that's where like the cohesiveness of the film started to fall apart. Why where, Well, it just seemed like I had a hard time at that point in the film understanding why, 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 why is this part of the story significant? How am I to uh, engage in these characters and care about their development? What is the purpose of their role in the film? I mean, like, there's this, you know, why an hour and a half into a film? Am I supposed to be asked to listen to 10 minutes of these two people I don't care about write letters to each other? Right. And why do I care about their relationship at all? Well, they're experiencing a love story, you know, I mean, their own microcosm. But between the, the, also the violin. But who is he? He's a a violinist. He's like a famous. But we don't know anything about him. No, well, we we assume it, right? He's like the soloist that comes out, but he has uh, acquired this new instrument. Because of the land he o- he owned, he came ac- across the gypsies yeah. and took upon himself. He's like, oh, that's a nice, I, you know, I have one requirement. I'm going to take the violin. And, and through this, he realizes, like, there's a superpower or a possession, if you will, in this. But we never got that. We did. In the dressing room, it was like they, you know, they started having sex with him playing. The but there was no, like, you know, discovery. There was no, like, oh, my God. Him looking in the mirror and suddenly becoming possessed. Where's all this possession that we're assuming? We didn't get Samuel L. Jackson possessed. We didn't get him possessed. Well, we did get Samuel L. Jackson possessed. Not really. We're assuming. We're, assuming. we're, we're working on yeah. it. We have to work to assume I mean, I that. saw it in expression, you know? I didn't... Yeah, but then he's just a normal dude after. He's just a normal dude. Well, look we at don't how... understand his motivations. Well, he kills himself after the violin is gone. Which we don't see. That's all on through a letter as well. Well, yeah, but we assume that oh, you know, the Pope, not Samuel Jackson, Pope guy. No, now I'm talking. I'm talking about the love story yeah. where Pope. she leaves. What's his name? Pope? What? Frederick Pope. Frederick Pope. She leaves. Uh, she shoots the gun out of, or she shoots the violin out of his hand, and he basically commits suicide and leaves the whole property to his butler, including the violin. He gives to his. I don't know if that's a butler. Is that the proper name for that guy? Making him hot tubs and. <laughs> Smoking him out, like in bed. That was pretty sweet. That's just a really good friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's a really good friend. I was like, man, this, this guy's more than homie. Facebook. That's yeah. more this than Facebook. He's the homie. So he hooked him up, gave him the violin, and the guy, the guy seemed very spiritual. He kind of handled the violin with care and was like, "I'm going to sell this." Thing. No, but he didn't understand the value, and he sold it yeah. for like shekels. But well, I think he just didn't want anything to do with it. Like maybe he had a sense of it. See, you are writing but a miniseries that I want to watch. Yeah. We're, we're, see, yeah, we yeah. both know this is a 48-minute directed yeah, by Aaron is, Mann. I want to see this all these things. I, I, do. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. totally do. This was I the only thing that was this is, this, this is the same argument that you make with me all the time that I'm going to make with you. Ready? Okay. I would have rather watched that. Totally. This is a Scovira <laughs> moment. This, is what, this is what I'm saying. That's the movie I want to watch. I want you directing that 48 minutes with your tenderness, you know, with your conviction. That's what I want. And I go, oh, because I don't really need to see... Jumping around a little bit, I see, you know, billboards for Belgravia. I don't need to go back to London with just romance. I want to see, like, 
give me a historical footnote. Look, yeah. Teach me a little yeah, bit about the something. evolution of a musical instrument. And um, I'm sure that in the encyclopedic knowledge of musical instrument histories, there's something that's quite sinister about something that was created. Like maybe there's something that happens in an or orchestra before every performance yeah. that maybe they have to go dust the French corn a certain way or clean out your saliva from the, the trumpet. Yeah, I have no idea, but something in that vein is really fascinating to me. Or if the violin required a sacrifice of blood before every time that you played it. Yes. Yeah, mm, something like that's that. That's interesting, yeah. Um, Sounds like a terrible horror film. But, no, I mean, it's you, you give yourself to the music and the music, you know, will repay you or something like that. I also want to, like, point out this movie is, like, it has so much potential for telling people's stories in an interesting way because, like, I don't remember the other time where, like, an Asian character was the center of it and it wasn't, like, the fact that, like, oh, I'm an Asian character, I get my, you know, superpowers from a dragon or something. Like, you told a very honest, <laughs> yeah. you know, struggle from an Asian person's perspective. Yeah, I love the Red Guard yeah. scene. I mean, I just read that book, uh, Life and Death in Shanghai, yeah. and I was... Telling Sicily, I was like, oh, my God, this literally feels like I'm watching the cinematic creation of what I read. Oh, wow. literally, yeah. like it felt like the woman that was in that book. And I was like, this is so on point. I was like, are they in China? They've got to be in China because this is too real. Like this looks way too real. This is so like, I mean, it just was very chilling to me because that was like that's probably the best visual representation in cinema I've seen of the red guard. I, I haven't seen everything. I'm sure there's volumes of accurate representations of it besides the real thing, but that felt like that's it. I mean, they had those meetings like yeah. that. You got dragged in and it was like, how dare you, you know, hail Western music. ways, even yeah. if it was in music, you know? So those were, those scenes are very impactful, but they yeah. killed it. Yeah, I just I, I have to keep going back to I mean I hate to harp on the same notes, but it's like I just I I want I'm and I'm I'm actually a little surprised you loved it so much. I'm not totally surprised, but I would have wanted more of what you usually like about films in this mm -hmm. film, which is just teach me something about humanity. Connect these humans. Connect connect a, a central theme of love over the years. There's all this chaos going on in all these countries, all this war. But show that this violin knows a secret history that nobody else knows. This yeah. little inanimate object knows this beauty that no one else knows. And they started on that with the kid because yep. they kid. stuck with it. Yep, yep. Like, yeah. and then I wish that they had gone that way of like, oh, you know, it means something to everybody else, but like it didn't. So, so I'm going to hand it over to you because you have a lot. Yeah, I got more. Um, got but let me just ask you this: Is this film better than The Master? Um, uh, no. Well, it is according to you. Is it better than, uh, is it better than Cries and Whispers? Aaron, come to the principal's you know, office. Is it according Aaron, to you? Please come to the principal's office. Is it better than <laughs> Les Miserables and City Lights and The Circus and Strangers on a Train? No way. No way. You overhyped it, bro. It's not better than Dead Man. That's for sure. Well, you're only point one below Dead Man. Yeah. I okay. Think, I Look, I'm happy. I'm happy. No, I'm happy. We're gonna have a business meeting, and we're gonna <laughs> implement the. Can I change a score uh, clause? And uh, yeah, because listen, I I went through it too. So I'm happy to touch you, Aaron, and I want to give the mic to you because you 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 it's, have stuff to talk. It, 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 
it hits the classic, uh, it hits the master level for me, and it goes 0.1 over uh, because of the the amount that goes in. I mean, this is like a Game of Thrones. Like, look at look at this production. Like, this is five countries, like five different languages. It this is. is this is a feat in. I don't care. Producing. This is a feat in storytelling. Like. Okay, there's also something I want to touch on where you're like, it's missing the love, it's missing the spirituality. Well, I'd argue it has that in the sense that, like, I, I think as musicians, we can also say that we connect with instruments in weird ways. Like, I can pick up an instrument and say, oh, that's cool. But there's an instrument, I actually have had this experience in my own life. I went to a used guitar uh, shop, picked up this guitar, and it was like, like, I don't know how to explain it. Mm. We were made for each other. I could feel the memory or whatever this guitar had gone through, and I could feel the essence of it. And it was like, yeah, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a, what, $600, $800 guitar. And the guy's like, uh, yeah, I got it in yesterday. Like, what do you want? Like, uh, how's 75 I was like, <laughs> 70, 75 bucks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you seem like a nice guy. Take it. What? I was like, Okay, like I, I pulled he didn't, out. He didn't stop you like, and tell you about this dude who never left a boat. No, no blood oh. sequences. No, like, what is this varnish? I don't know. But I was just he home. a stereotypical Chinese man? No, he wasn't. Did you go home white. and write a three X screenplay about your experience purchasing the seventy five dollar guitar? Is your name like Aaron Man? Yes. Okay, Aaron. You so I are. Took, I took home this guitar, right? And oh God. Whoa, what if your all your equipment just went <laughs> I would uh, probably follow it. <laughs> follow it? Follow yeah. it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, I could jump out. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, it's okay. I'm getting to this point where it is it is something about a musical instrument where it carries memory, it carries the uh, the creator with it, it create it carries essence. And I think this movie like brought that in and that's so cool like that i, I haven't seen a movie mm -hmm. where you're following like the character is the violin we have a sequence where people are playing and then a new person's playing but you have the violin locked into the camera or whatever they did i don't know how they did it. i think they they locked in the violin to the camera so the violin never moved but the people moved in it and it was like the violin was here it's like such an interesting way that to was, go about that. That was their their way of passing time. Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. That I was phenomenal. I'd love to know how they shot that. So there's so many things in here. It's like intricacies and like. It's the same way the weekend shot those uh, shots at the Super Bowl halftime show of him in the hallways in the back with a glass. Like, oh. It, it was like that type of a GoPro situation where they were probably okay. connected to the, the actors. Weekend, the weekend's performance gets a 2.9 from Aaron Mann. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I agree. Are we, are we a Super Bowl halftime show now? We are. We critique halftime shows. So okay. they locked in? Is that what you're saying? They locked yeah. the I think they locked the in. camera into the actor around their waist. So the camera's coming out, and so wherever the actor goes, the camera's just following. Uh, so it creates that sort of almost fisheye. Yeah. It's weird because the violin didn't move at all. That's I'm, I disagree because that's why I think they locked no. the violin in place instead of the person. That's what I think. Wait, the violin didn't move. The violin. So it, the, it it's, was like it's the clip that I showed previously. Okay. Oh, uh, we got the, viol the, the violin stays in, in one place, and I, I think that they rigged the violin, and then they just use apple boxes 
or people like squatting to get them to that level and then just kept the background actors up and then cycled out the people holding the violin. Mm. Interesting. That's that crazy. is actually really cool. Wow. I didn't realize the violin yeah. didn't move. Yeah. So there's just some incredible shots there. Yeah. Um, let's go back also to the, the one shot. The film opens up where we're underneath whatever and it's like completely blurred out and the camera starts its movement and it's just like this beautiful scene and we come into focus on the violins and we come into the room we see the master looking at his craft we continue on and then we settle on the young boy making a violin and you pick up the violin what an incredible way to intro a, a story in a movie it's like he's picking it up he's examining it and you're like oh this is going to be the red this is going to be the red violin right oh uh, right and, oh you know it sets it up and he's like then he's this is what they play at church or something like that. And just smashes She's it. no good. Yeah, and you're just like, what? Like, yeah. oh, this guy's insane. Like, yeah. that looks, you know, I just, the way they, the Red Violin did storytelling to me is just, I, maybe it's my, um, I don't know if I haven't seen as many movies as Paul Jackson over here, but like the storytelling, the, it just blew me back. Like, I just was so, I just respected so many aspects of it and the the shooting process so it like it drove it through a nine and aaron i'm with you it. because my first viewing i was very praiseworthy just like you are i mean i was like wow wow this is amazing but i don't think i was like looking at it maybe this is <laughs> the beauty of a few years uh, looking at it a little differently um but your the point you make I can identify with them, and they're—it's you. I mean, this is this is why I can't wait for you to direct something because you're going to take a piece of shit screenplay, and you're going to bring—you're going to see a story idea, and you're going to focus on the story idea, and you're going to bring it to life, and you're gonna, we're all going to look at the screenplay. Oh, he found the story. That's all. Yeah, we look forward to that day. I'm really stoked that it, it that it, it hits you that way. I really yeah, am. I mean, it's great. Um, you're totally wrong, but not. <laughs> <laughs> I only do that just to, you know. Subjective. Well, I can't. I can't. To back up Aaron's point, do we want to bring in Sicily? Yeah, Ooh. Sicily. Uh, we're, lo Sicily. we're losing light here, so we'll close out with Sicily's remarks on the film. Ooh, Sicily. Yoshi. I get to uh, get back at you for making me watch El Topo. Oh. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah. well done. I got a lot of haters. Well uh, about anytime I make anyone watch Shudorowski, I'm, I'm ready for the heat. But, yeah. uh, so what would you rank this film if you had to rank it? Uh, 9.5, actually. Wow. Oh. Wow, wow, wow. 9.5. Wow, wow. I thought this was a masterpiece, and I'll tell you guys Holy why. Shit. Okay. I don't know if it's because of the fact that I'm a girl. Maybe I just connected. But I knew from the very beginning that the red paint was blood. blood. And I called it out from the gag. I have never seen this movie before. But I just instantly felt it. I, I could feel the storyline coming. And yeah, there's there's a lot of times where it was really confusing because I did have to go back and watch the beginning again to kind of put the pieces together. But I think that the fact that they were they were telling you the story through tarot cards, through, for example, you were saying earlier, um, Frederick, you know, Pope, right? Was that his name? Mm -hmm. um, what What's the intention of his character? And it's, well, he was the devil. You know, he was introduced as, you know, there there's going to come a man in your life, talking about the violin, right? Who's going to represent lust. And that's going to be the devil. And that was Frederick's character. Yeah. So I love the fact that the no, story yeah. was introduced from the tarot cards perspective. Also, 
it tells you if you look closely closely to the story right that this family was clearly into i don't want to call it voodoo but definitely spiritual things because when the series comes in she says I, I bought you i brought you some bones with some blessings in the bones or whatever she said so it lets you understand that they're into these kind of things and the fact that all these things are happening during full moon and that the girl, the mother who dies right at birth, she feels very represented with the moon, right? So all of these symbolisms, it, they tell you something's about to happen with this violin, you know? Mm. And I did fall in love with the little kid. I felt, I was like, yeah. oh no, he died. I thought the story was going to carry on with the little kid. I would have loved it. But I do appreciate the storyline with everybody. Now, Samuel L. Jackson's character, I thought it was going to take off and be more personal. And I even mentioned that I was like, oh, wait, he probably has a reason to be doing this. But at the same right. time, yeah, he was possessed. So I get it. The The red violin for me was a, sim a symbol of the pain, the suffering, all of this anger that this man put into something so sacred for him. That was the thing he loved the most, even more than his wife. We could say that because he didn't go to his child's birth, right? So he loved music ah. so much and he ends up putting all this pain and suffering and symbolic pain into this one thing mm. that is material. So he brought the spiritual to the material, put it out there. And then this beautiful thing becomes cursed and curses everybody else. And for me, that was a story. And I thought yeah. this was just mind-blowing i just loved it so hey. thank you paul yeah. Be oh, wow. beautifully put beautifully thank put you. wow and i know that hey, that neither. does put things into perspective too because you have to you know when i'm critiquing like the the purpose of frederick pope's character you do have to remind yourself that well his the whole reason for these archetypes to file in is because the violin is living out the tarot's fortune yeah. mm -hmm. so the violin is going through these five stages of the tarot cards that's been told and so this woman didn't get to finish her life and so instead the violin is living a complete life from beginning to end and so she the violin is encountering these different archetypes along yeah. the way and the violin is experiencing lust and the violin is experiencing yeah. all these different behaviors and, and moods so yeah that's that's a good reminder uh, yeah thank yeah. you yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Cecily. That was no. That was. Yeah. That's exactly how we should end this conversation. I think because yeah. I think you just put a bow on it. Really, yeah. really. I loved it. Me. I truly love this movie. I'm thankful. I love '90s films. I've always said that. Aaron knows that. Those yeah. are. That's my favorite. It's '90s films, and mm. it's because, in my opinion, in my opinion, they are the best storylines. I believe. Oh wow! Interesting. What's yeah. your favorite '90s film? So many. The Bone Collector. Titanic. The Bone Collector. Oh, by the way, Titanic, we didn't talk about in The Legend 1900. That came a year after Titanic. Oh, That's wow. the thing. It was funny because I... We, we were going we were almost there we all, i can't believe and, and i deferred that. probably probably deferred uh too much to tyler but yeah because it was 97 and i was like what are you guys gonna you're gonna follow up the the the, the <laughs> landmark movie that's god what i can't remember what was it 200 million dollars and those year 22 decades ago that kind of money and you followed up with the legend of 1900 i'm like yeah I'm like it's already been I didn't know what to expect. I thought that the Titanic story was going to mesh yeah. with the 1900. I was like, are they going to hit an iceberg? Like, are they going to mesh? The <laughs> that would have been interesting if it but, just turned into Titanic. And then Titanic. He, he has to leave. Oh, what if he has to? Or no, get, he sinks with the ooh, piano, like probably. See, I like this story. Like well, this look, story. we are out of light, so we out are, of light. We are out done. Of <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for joining us on this 
historic episode of Dead Cinema Society 19, the music show, 105 subscribers, and hopefully this time next year we have 1,000. Yeah. So thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed these conversations. For Paul Jackson, Aaron Mann, get in here. Chris, Everyone get in here. Chris Cavira, Cicely Martin, uh, Azur Sena Alborzian, freeze frame out. Wait, turn the light on, Chris. I don't know where it's right there. <laughs>